This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi everyone, this is Paul Simpson, manager at Carlisle United and you're listening to the Blue Army Podcast. My name is Jamie Devitt. My name is Maddie Robson. My name is Chris Miller. My name is Paul Anderson. My name is Mark Boyd. Hello, my name is Derek Combs. My name is Toby Show Silva. My name is Greg Abbott, and you're listening to the Blue Army Podcast. Enjoy. Did <laughs> you not know, have, you know, you know, have a go to Chinese? No, Carl. Ah, uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, like you know, there's Cumbians far and wide. There's Cumbians far and wide. But like, Will, where's where's your favourite Chinese in Carlisle? Uh, Happy Garden. Oh, Happy Garden. I like Lucky Date in there. Correct. Uh, that one's really good. Yeah. Um, I mean, you must have a good one in Mary Park, Liam. Yeah, it's Neverton Chinese. I don't know the actual name of it. That's just what everyone calls it. Everton. <laughs> no, ne- Neverton. Neverton. Oh, Neverton. Neverton Chinese. <laughs> Max, have you got a good Chinese where you are? Yeah, I don't know what the name of it is. I've only been once, but it was fucking amazing. That's an interesting name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, fair enough. Well, I thought, like, you know, I might as well try and get, like, some kind of opening rambling about yeah. it. What's that? A fortune, a fortune cookie. cookie. Yeah. I mean, yeah, a fortune cookie. I think oh, that always tastes a bit weird, though, fortune cookies. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll jump in, lads. We'll jump in. I'll do the proper introductions. Alright matters, how's it going and welcome back to the Blue Army Podcast. This is of course episode 141 and I am absolutely buzzing to be joined by the three men that I love to call the Cumbian Brain Trust. It's Liam, Max and Wills. (laughs) Will, I couldn't read what your fortune cookie said mate. What did your fortune cookie say? You're holding it up. It says a pleasant surprise is in store for you. Oh, <laughs> well. Could it be in the is... transfer market? Well, you never Charlie know, Boyd. There is, yeah. there is a, <laughs> a very pleasant surprise in store for the listeners because it's the 2023 awards episode. That's right. We're doing the awards for 2023. These half-season award episodes do tend to be pretty popular, so I always look forward to them and I always bring my A game. And I'm sure all you guys have too, but you know something... At this time of the show, that's really important for me to bring my A game. It's time for the Blue Army podcast. Joke of the week is... Are you having a laugh? I think he's trying to. It's the Blue Blue Army Army podcast. Podcast. Joke of the week. Right, here we go, here we go, here we go. 
What happens when the man, no, sorry, what happened when the man paused the film to make a brew? <laughs> don't, know, don't, know. I don't know. He was fired by the cinema. <laughs> it got yeah, snack. Not, not too bad. <laughs> not too bad. That'll do. That'll do. That'll do. That's at least a seven out of ten. I reckon that's pretty good. Well, thank Christ. Uh, we're going to move into the uh, to the saviour of the joke of the week, which is of course the stable part of the show, where we all get to find out what's been happening here and what's been happening there in the league. One roundup. With Wills and Liam. Take it away, lads. To me, to you. <laughs> Have you got anything to start with, Liam? I've got a, I've got a couple of things. Go and that's then. just the fact that um, a lot of League One clubs have been the subject of FA Cup upsets uh, in the last week. Well, the last couple of weeks, anyways. I suppose we haven't done this in a while, so I'll, I'll, I'll cover that as well. Um, Luton drew 0-0 with Bolton, forcing a replay. Uh, Blackpool managed to get a 2-2 draw with Nottingham Forest. Um, Shrewsbury were knocked out by League Two Wrexham, so it's an upset the other way around. Yeah, there. so it's maybe <laughs> sort of, sort of yeah. an upset. It's an it's a predictable upset to put this. Um, and obviously the big one um, is although Wigan didn't get a result against Man United, they they came to a respectable two 0 loss with um, Man United really failing to put away most of their chances with uh, Rasmus Hoyland, the Man United striker, coming under a lot of criticism for not being able to. Um, get one past Sam Tickle, who was uh, their man of the match. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess when your goalkeeper's man of the match, it always means something about the game, doesn't it? It it means something about the game when you also lose two nil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your goalkeeper's man of the match, and he's he's already and he's conceded two. Yeah, so it just it says, could like, have been more. The rest of them must have been like, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. We'll see who gets man of the match when we do our match report later on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I do. I wasn't that impressed with Wigan, to be fair. I was watching the game yesterday. Um, yeah, I, I'm glad they didn't do well either because I don't really like Wigan, to be fair. <laughs> I mean, neither, but I also don't like Man United. So it was just a thing of the lesser of two evils and also you just kind of want the upset to happen for, you know, for, to upset Mark Goldbridge more than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Is Mark Goldridge... Goldbridge genuinely a Manu fan because I keep seeing stuff that says he's not. I, 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 I think he's he is. Just, yeah. He's just a character. He's just a character. He always comes out and like tries to debunk the rumors, but yeah, I think he is really. But he's not from think, Manchester. Yeah, yeah, that's the way it comes from. People call him a Forest fan because he's from Nottingham. That's all it is, I think. He should be a Nottingham well, Forest fan, really. Will you got I anything mean, to add to um, one round of this week? Not a lot going on. Um, Ruben Sellers, the Reading manager's been fined after failing to observe a touchline ban because no one told him, apparently. <laughs> he didn't look or don't know, just didn't check whether or not he was allowed or not. And was the red card him. not a giveaway? Um, I it was. His third caution of the season, so I guess it slipped his mind that you can get uh. suspended that way too. <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> so, uh, kind of really all. There's not been anything. It's been a very quiet on. week. 
it, yeah. all the action's been on the pitch. And I didn't make up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Carlisle have been doing bits of that, right? But but before we move on to the Carlisle United-related news, uh, we're going to move on to what a new segment, uh, which is uh, all about Carlisle United as well. It's uh, it's Max's newest segment. Um, I have to apologise again, Max, because I, I just couldn't think of a rhyme. It's Max's Transfer Rumour Mill. Take it away, mate. Yeah, so um, as far as the rumour mill goes, it's kind of a bit quiet on the rumours front. Um, so I've been looking on like, like social media, Twitter, Instagram, things like that, and I haven't really spotted anything that that's kind of new. Um, obviously the the Dempsey rumours flying around. We all love to have the idea of Charlie White coming back, Mark Gillespie. It's kind of that old thing of um, that romantic sort of thing with all ex players coming back. Um, but we have brought in three new players. Um, since our last episode, um, record signing Luke Armstrong, which didn't come as a surprise because it was obviously announced in December. Um, I think to be fair, Luke Armstrong is going to be if we are going to stay up. I think he's going to be a key part of that. Um, obviously, Simo has got obviously high expectations of him breaking the transfer um, record fee paid for a player. I think he beat. Joe Garner's one when we got him from Blackburn. Um, so how important do you lot think he's going to be this season? Hopefully he can score a few goals. He should have probably had one against Exeter. Um, bit unfortunate there. Well, we'll have to wait and see. I I, I always get the sort of uh, the Josh Coyote thing in my head when I, I don't want to big up a new signing too much in case they immediately get injured. Um, but if he can stay fit, then I, I think I think he, he's definitely going to be our starting striker. Put it that way. Whether it works yeah, or not, yeah. he's going to be what we throw at the wall to try and get us to stay up. Yeah, and it's you mentioned who we put alongside him, really. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Josh Coyote there. He's gonna he's gonna feel like a new signing when he does get fit again. Um, so that's obviously a bonus. Yeah, that we've got coming. Another thing you don't want to jinx. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah. It. It's, it's like what you're going to rotate around Armstrong at the moment, isn't it? When it comes to uh, striking options, we'll see if there's like. Do you think there's a potential of anyone else to come in? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, Charlie, Charlie White, apparently. <laughs> Hopefully. Well, does that mean someone else has to leave? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think Simo's made it clear that while some players are available to leave, he's not in a position where. He needs to get anyone, him. yeah. Anyone, yeah, that he doesn't want to leave doesn't have to leave. Um, and he's but he says he's not going to force anyone out, so yeah. And you've got to remember, Luke Plange is already gone, so we have kind of had that one already. Yeah, there's going. a there's a couple of players I maybe wouldn't be surprised if offers came in for um Ben Barkley, perhaps, but um, it it, it depends really on. If there's any more injuries as well, because you know Barkley has been playing just through injury. Yeah, we have been kind of unlucky with injuries, but I think Simo has um, kind of insinuated in the past that he would be happy for certain players to leave. He hasn't specified who yet. Um, but David moving Harris. on to our our other signings, so we Harrison Neal, another one. Um, we didn't actually pay a fee for him, I don't think. Um, on loan at Stevenage this season, didn't probably get as much action as he would have wanted. Um, so 
I think that would have been a big sort of factor in his, his decision to come here because obviously he's going to have a an integral part this season. I think from what I've seen as well, he had a decent debut and out of the three signings, um, I actually think he might you know turn out to be a key player for us in the long term. Um, I went on Twitter actually when it got announced to just to see the Sheffield United fans' sort of reaction to it. And um, to my joy, they were actually fuming about him leaving. So that's always a good sign. Um, yeah, some of the uh, Stevenage fans as well on his time there, um, some of them did kind of think that he was very good at times. I think one of them said he was a man of the match for them the last time he played for Stevenage. Just not really part of Steve Evans' plans because... Stephen Lidge are doing well, so he'll have things he doesn't want to change and there'll be maybe less opportunity for players outside the first team if the first team keep on winning. Yeah, exactly. So, and I don't know, obviously we all know about Steve Evans' ball. I don't know if he sort of fits that that kind of model. Um, I know, Liam, you've got a lot of opinions on that <laughs> style of play. and <laughs> Yeah, but hopefully we're not going to be going anywhere near that sort of style with, with similar... But um, yeah, I think it's a big opportunity for 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 Harrison <laughs> to like kick on and become a key player. And the third signing we brought in was Sean Green. Don't know if I'm saying that right, but he's supposed to be like really sought after at Palace. Um, never played in the EFL before, um, but I think he's been brought in as a sort of rotation player. Uh, we are a bit sort of light on the ground, defensive. Well, we are everywhere to be honest. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he gets on. Um, hopefully he can sort of hit the ground running, but I don't think he'll be sort of pushed straight into the starting eleven. Um, probably eased into it, but I haven't really seen much of him. I think like so there's there's a certain group of like you know football manager fans that know who Sean Green is because like he's cheap and available to get in if you're doing like that low <laughs> kind of save. So there is there, yeah. you know what I mean there's that kind of people out there. And even on a Carlisle United save, you might be tempted to bring him in uh, just to have that like extra bit of room at the back if you were going to sell off a couple of players or something to create some budget so I reckon I reckon there is a bit of a group of people that are uh, familiar with who he is and you know it's gonna just allow him that time to settle in and then you know what I mean be be you know be that bit man if he has to be or come into the squad whenever he has to be because he's known a football manager but like no it's, it's just kind of like there's not the expectation yeah. you know what I mean it's kind of like oh we've got someone that we've heard of Ooh, do you know what I mean it's like, oh, yeah. yeah no I mean like Simo spoke highly of him um, when he came in, so he's got to speak highly of him. Imagine he didn't oh, no. speak highly of him. <laughs> <laughs> Bring him in and start just slating him in interviews. He's got to, he's got to speak <laughs> highly. But um, you know, talking about the old transfer rumours as well. When you were talking about Carl Dempsey, um, like is is that actually somebody you'd be willing to bring in, or like you know, as things kind of soured on Dempsey after his last incident in Cumbria, wouldn't touch him. Yeah, see, yeah, see, I'm not, I'm see? not too interested in him to be <laughs> no, honest. I think... I don't think he's a very the right good footballer as right now. Yeah, anyway. I think he'd fall out with Simo in about five minutes. <laughs> I think yeah. I think Daniel Butterworth's got the potential to be that kind of player, but he needs to start more games. I think I'd start he's him in the next one if we don't get anyone yeah. else. Um, I like we saw a little bit of different options alongside. Um, I've just <laughs> sorry, my mind's got just gone blank. Who's our new player? Luke. Armstrong. Armstrong, yeah, edit that bit out. <laughs> uh, we, you know, we saw a few different options of players that can go alongside Luke Armstrong against Exeter, and but like 
a Butterfield finished the match with more of an argument to start the next one, assuming we haven't got someone else different in by then. I think the only problem with Butterf- but- Butterworth is... Yeah, um, you that's don't. What I always do it like yeah, during the match as well. All the time. James like Phillips Butterfield. James Phillips is calling him Butterfield the whole time. Yeah, I have, I do. Call, I, you, back to the point. You, you don't know where his best position is. Like like you said about him playing in that Dempsey position, and Wills has mentioned him in that almost Sean Maguire position. You, you, no one really knows where he's best suited. He can play out wide, midfield striker. You know, which which could be seen as a positive. But if he is to get that run of games, like you mentioned. They're gonna to have to figure out where they want to start playing him. Yeah, but I mean, need to be brave with it, really. Like he's I the think, best dribbler at the club. I think mm. up front is probably where you know we most need to put someone in because you could, you know, you could kind of, uh, you know, decide who's going to be in the running for the midfield spots, and I don't think Butterworth is as likely to be in that consideration. No, um, I think I think where he'd be best is Jordan Gibson's position, but then that yeah. raises the issue of you, you can't take Jordan Gibson out of the team at the minute, I don't think. Unless you put him on the other side and then you've got like Armstrong up front. Um, well. Yeah, I mean, I don't think any of them had a particularly great game in the, against Exeter, but he's still kind of, you know, the one who's been doing the most so far this season. I'll probably put him in a 10 and then, you know, one-twos with Armstrong trying to get behind maybe. Stuff but like then where'd you play Gibson? On the left or the right? Left or the right, yeah. Maybe, maybe, but I, I, I think he's going to start going back to that five-three-two yeah. that he's going back to with, with no wingers. Play, are you going to play Moxon and Neil? Yeah. So Moxon, Neil, Moxon, Neil, Butterworth, <laughs> Gibson, and uh, Armstrong. Someone on the. Yeah, I'll give so you more time to think about it because this is match four, report five, crack, this kind of stuff. Like, yeah. we're covering match report crack that I was going to cover. Right? Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll um I'll wrap up this. That's basically it for the new segment. Um, hopefully we'll have a new signing talk about next week. Um, I think we are going to be busy this month, uh, regarding transfers. So yeah, tip from me. Spot on. Thanks very much, mate. Thanks very much. Uh, we'll move on to some Carlisle United-related news, which uh, Max has pretty much covered, to be honest, so I haven't got that much more to do. Um, so I'm literally just going to talk about some ex-Blues news. Uh, fre- former L former friends of the show. We haven't fallen out or anything. Former guest of the show, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Matty Robson, has signed for Brandon United, uh, which is the, the division below Carlisle City and uh, Penrith, in case people were wondering uh, about that. Uh, he's came out of retirement at the age of 38 to try and help Brandon United starve off a relegation tip. So, uh, you know, good for him. And also, mm-hmm. as we always like to do when there's some ex-Blues nude related to Jared Branthwaite, we're going to guess his evaluation very soon. But the rumour is, apparently, after Carlo Ancelotti very recently extended his rumour on the blue uh, sorry uh, recently, I was just distracted by someone walking past in Will's house <laughs> <laughs> um, but very <laughs> very recently um, Carlo Ancelotti uh, signed another contract with Real Madrid and he was the man that gave Jared Branthwaite his 
debut over at Everton. So, uh, yeah, there's that connection and therefore there's been a fire lit under rumours that Branthwaite might be on his way to the Bernabeu new. And it's, uh, you know, it's exciting. And when those rumours come round, the valuation goes up. Gentlemen, it's that time again where we all get to guess how much we think Jared Branthwaite's worth. <laughs> all right, Will, you're looking excited. Let's go, Will. What all right. <clears throat> What did I say last time about 40 million? I think yeah, it's maybe gone up there. a bit now. Yeah, I'm going to go 60 million. Oh, <laughs> Madrid prices, Madrid prices, Max. Well, I saw something that said Everton were, were wanting 100 million pounds for him. I don't think. That. I know, <laughs> yeah. I know, I don't yeah. think I'll get that. Um, they've, 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 I think they've said that just to try and. Up people's bidding a bit. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'd say, I'd, I'd say 70. 75 wow okay yeah yeah uh that's kind of where i was going to go with it to be honest like i was going to be there at like 70 i think i was going to go like 70 uh liam what are you going to go with probably agree with wills about 60 but as i've said in the past if it's man united it goes to that adds another 20 on it so 80 million <laughs> if he's going to united <laughs> the 80 million for united uh, fair enough, guys. Uh, it's uh, it's always fun to cover the ex-Blues news and something else that's always fun and doesn't come up that often is the end of year awards ceremony. That's right. It's time to look back upon the year 2023 where Carlisle United won promotion in front of 18,000 of us at Wembley Stadium. That's right, gentlemen. It's time to recap the good times as we do the end of season awards for 2023. Well, our end of season awards, or end of year awards, sorry. I've got, I always get them mixed up. End of year awards. <laughs> Glad he qualified it because I was in trouble. <laughs> 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 this time, guys, we're going to go with the best young player award first. We're going to make a nomination and, you know, that normally lends itself to a bit of a vote, I guess, uh, by, by proxy. So, uh, yeah, we're going to dive in and give a vote. Liam, I'll let you kick things off. Uh, who's your vote for best young player? Of 2023. Gonna be the Mary Port Maradona himself. <laughs> Bias. Taylor Charters. He's not biased there. Taylor Charters. Nominating Taylor Charters. Max. What are we counting as young, by the way? Is it like under 21 or under 22? Yeah, or... Charters is 22. Under 22, so. 22 I think yeah. I think 23 is the cutoff, isn't it, for like the official young player right. of the year. So okay. So, yeah, I would have to agree with Turtle Charters. I think it would have been Gabe Breeze, but he's only just started playing, so... And that was in Maybe... 2014, so... What, 2024, played... not 2014. 20... Yeah, I think he played a little bit, a couple of games in 2023, because I thought that as well, but then... Yeah. Well, he actually played in 2023. Yeah, no, it... yes. if he'd have like started maybe a couple of months earlier... Maybe would have been him, but yeah, I'll go tell the Charters. Fair. Will? Um, I'm going to go differently because I found it quite difficult because Charters has missed a lot of this season. So although he was our young player of the of, of, of last season of our promotion yeah. campaign, he's not featured enough in League One. Uh, we could say a similar thing for Ellis, Finn back missed the end of last season and is not ours. So I'm going to go with a player who initially came in on loan and didn't feature much, but I think he showed some promise. A few eyebrows raised when Simo signed him on a permanent, but he's, he's, he's improved a lot over the time he's been with us, which is 2023. So uh, Jack Robinson, 
Oh, that's a good shout, like. Yeah, it's yeah, a good shout. It's a fair shout. Good build, good build up as well. I yeah. enjoyed that one. Now, <laughs> we, we've, all, we've all, we've all, I think everyone's kind of mentioned Gabe Breeze and gave him an honourable mention. But you know, I have the former guest of the show biased, so I'm gonna have to give mine to to Gabe Breeze. He did make a couple of appearances in 23, <clears> but like you know, he, he stuck it out. You know, what I mean, he was he was there. He's been everywhere. He was at Wembley. You know, he's there for all the good times, and now he's there for the bad times. And you know, he's he's been a real stability. His impact on the squad, I would say is arguably bigger than any impact on the squad by a young player. Um, do you know what I mean? Just to be able to come in and stabilise that goalkeeping position. Yet to keep a clean sheet, I guess. But, you know, well, <laughs> there's, there's bits it's, and bits. Yeah. And he looked a bit I small mean, in goal yeah. against Exeter, to be fair. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bearing in mind he's only played a handful of games, you're already starting to... Yeah. And only two of them last year. All the guests of the show biased anyway, but I wanted to at least split the vote so there'll be a clear winner. And uh, yeah. the clear winner is Taylor Charters for the best young player of the year for the Blue Army Podcast Awards. So well done, Taylor Charters. Uh, you can just knock on his door and tell him that, Liam, if you want. <laughs> we'll, wait, we'll wait for I'm you. I'm sure he'll be, he'll be over the moon. <laughs> <laughs> just go and knock him up. Yeah, the, we'll, we'll, wait, we'll wait for you. Like? Tell us what he says. <laughs> yeah, what does the trophy look like? Yeah, it's a good, good <laughs> What shot. does the trophy look like? Uh, not that, uh, sorry. There you go. An, <laughs> An apology. Oh, there you go. Will's got trophies to hand out. Will's got trophies to hand in out. In my mind, it's one of them, it's you know, the... them print out certificates you'd get at school. Like <laughs> That'll yeah. do. I'll just hand draw it as well. I'll just hand draw it. I won't <laughs> print anything. I'll just do a couple of drawings. Um, but yeah, best player uh, is what we're going to go for next, guys. And I was really scratching my head, to be honest. Um, I was like, what does best player mean? Does it mean most consistent? Does it mean sort of like biggest impact? Does it mean... I'm just, I just I wasn't sure, like more appearances as well. So I really struggled on best player. But when I did, and I did land, I landed on John Mellish. Um, because he has been all those things. He's been a stable in the squads. He's, he's arguably, you know, been like... Well, he's won a lot of Man of the Match awards... Uh, as well, like one of the best players, so he's easily stepped up to this division, a division that he's never played in before. Last season, he was a real stable in the squad. You know, there's a big, big, big difference when Mellish isn't playing compared to when he is playing because you lose that dynamic player that runs from the defensive line into the attacking line and has the potential to score goals with his feet. Um, so I had, to, I had to give it to John Mellish in the end for my best player, uh, Max. Um, it's kind of hard, really, because there was a lot of players last season who were like unbelievable, but haven't really done much. But I am going to kind of take into account last season a bit more than this season, because um, obviously things can change. But twenty twenty three was like a class year for Carlisle, and a very good year for Owen Moxon, who I'm going to give it to. Um, obviously being disappointing this season. He'll be probably the first to admit it, but I think he was probably one of the best players in the league last season. And um, probably we wouldn't have gone up without him. So I'll give it to Owen Moxon. Yeah, I did think about Moxon. Like, he was right there. He was right there. Um, Liam? Um, Yeah, mine was very much between the two you've just mentioned. But I think in terms of making the step up this season, I think Mellish has kind of handled it a bit better than Moxon. So I'll give it to... John Mellis, just because he's been consistent right the way through the year, like you know, January to December, there he's been our first choice for all of that and has never really put a foot wrong in all of that. So I think it'd have to be him. Yeah, yeah. Owen Moxon with two votes then. 
Um, but Will, uh, who are you going to go with? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mate. Yeah, your mic's on mute, Bahal. Really muted. I've gone with Owen Moxon. Oh, for, um, Owen Moxon. Much the same Ooh, reasons, then. much the same reasons that Max says. And yeah. I kind of think that last season does kind of have to count for more than this season because we were so much better last season. But even in Moxon's defence, there's been a lot of expectation on him this season and he hasn't always been as good as we wanted, but he still provided us some of our biggest moments of this season, the goals against Fleetwood and the more recent one at Northampton. Um, And also just on his day, I think he's our best player. So he's my player of the year. Yeah, fair. Well, he's run away with it in the end, and he's he's yeah, won the award. Two two. No, I said, oh, I said, yeah, yeah, two, two. I said Mellish. He said Mellish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what it was. Two two. I think I was I was I was distracted by typing to Will to tell him his mic was muted. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. So it was Mellish. Two for Mellish. Two, two for Moxon. All right. Okay. Yeah. So fair. Right. There's you know, um, there's two winners then for Player of the Year. Congratulations to, to yeah. both. Owen Moxon and John Mellish that have won joint uh, Player of the Year 2023. And now we're going to move on to the best 11, gentlemen. Uh, we're going to play Paul Simpson's most consistent formation, which is, of course, the 5-3-2 formation uh, with those running with pesky wing-backs, right? Okay. Uh, for me, in goal, I'm just going to kick things off. Um, it has to be Thomas Holly. It, it, you know, it just has to be. It was, it was you know, the most capped player uh, last season, uh, played the most games. And, uh, you know, that's what you kind of expect from a goalkeeper, but it shows, you know, the impact that he had on last season. And, you know, he started okay this season and things have kind of crumbled. And um, But overall, I just have to give it to, to good old uh, Thomas. Uh, Will, who are you going to give your goalkeeping position to? Same, yeah, Thomas Holy. There's not really much of an argument you can make for anyone else because no one else has played enough games. Um, and... It's the same as the argument I made for Moxon last season does kind of count for more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Liam? Yeah, no arguments. It's going to have to be Thomas Orley. Aye. Max? Yeah, something like one as the one as the final, probably. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll move on then to, to probably something, a position that is also going to be nailed on and quite easily agreed upon. Uh, we'll go left back uh, and we'll say, Max, who are you going for left back? Armour. Yeah, it just has to be armour, isn't it? 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's agreed on Jack Armour. And there's there's not you know, Robinson's done well, like Will rightfully said, with his nomination for young player of the year. But uh, you know, it's just that consistency at left back and holding out that position. Now, uh, we will do we'll do right back next. Um and uh, I, I I do remember who, who Will voted for, and it was quite a surprise uh, last season. Uh, I'm going for him this season. It's Finn back at right back. I feel like a lot of us kind of forgot last year about Finn back when we were doing the, the votes or something like that and, and uh, Will was quite smart to nominate him um, but yeah I'm going to go for Finn back I feel like he was the most consistent right back we had and just the best overall right back we've had so far uh, Liam uh, I went with Joel Senior okay. to sort of mix it up a bit just because I think you know a lot of Finn back's best contributions last year were at the start of last season uh, which yeah, that's came what, under 2022 so. that's what kind of like got me when I remembered that it was the end of last season that he missed because I mean all all of 2023 we've just been switching between right backs you know it's Emmanuel Senior Ellis back you know we've, we've played with a lot of them Barkley. I think Bark, Barkley at times yeah when, <clears throat> when when we've been really desperate but um but yeah, yeah Senior played in the yes. in the um in the champ in the uh promotion final anyways so I think it's, it's got to be Senior Gibson Riley Mellish I mean All you, yeah, you can't try everyone and not Mellish if you kind of think I don't have anyone for this position who shall I try the Mellish is always your first choice of like yeah. just need to stick someone in there who will do a competent job <laughs> well who would you stick in at right back then for your for your uh, team of the season uh, sorry um, team of the year Jack Ellis um, when he has played during 2023 he's been the one that we've missed most when he's got injured I think I mean say like Finn back as well but it was only really the, the start of this season that he came in and then went out again other than that, he's been injured the whole time. Ellis, bit more of a running, you know, last season. Yeah, Max, played in the gone? final. Yeah, right. Max, are you going with? Um, I've gone Joel Senior. I was kind of a bit surprised when um he left. He got released because I always thought he was a decent player. He played pretty well in the final as well. So yeah, I'll give it to give it to Joel Senior. Yeah, Joel Senior. There's been calls for re-signing Joel Senior actually uh, recently that I saw on the Be Just and Fear Not page, um, on the Facebook page. And Joel Senior goes into uh, the starting eleven for 2023, and they were going to do the back three now, gentlemen. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try and read them all off at once, I suppose. Yeah, um, yeah uh, Max, do you want to go with your back three? Yeah, so I've gone Huntington, Barkley, and Mellish. Um... Mellish, we've already talked about, obviously, consistent performer, apart from the last game. Um, Hunt, I think he's a really good player to have in, just with the experience and, and everything. I think we've missed him, to be fair. Um, and then Barkley, I mean, the the goal that he scored against Bradford's a massive part of that, to be honest. It's probably <laughs> my favourite goal I've ever seen at Brinton Park. So, yeah, that's my three. Yeah. Uh, Will? Um, I've gone... Huntington and Mellish, again, for the same reasons as Max, they've been in there the whole year. And I've gone Lavelle as the other one. Um, I know I said that last season counts for more when it's a bit close, but I think for, for me, this isn't that close. Uh, Lavelle has come in and, you know, at times he's been, looked like our only 
League One level player because he's got that experience and he's just better than anyone we've had there. Yeah, yeah. Liam? Um, I've gone for Mellish and Huntington like everyone else, but then I've gone with Feeney. So that's <laughs> a... Oh, oh your favourite player. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> he's gone for Feeney. He's oh actually gone for Feeney. He was called a Judas on a number of occasions. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> And he didn't the, even the come into the just Yeah, it briefly entered my mind and then I was just like, nah. <laughs> He's <laughs> not my favourite person, is, but no. I think for, you know, for what he did on the You've got to think about who's got to anger the fan, you know, the, you know, the listeners. I mean, Skelly's going to have to deal with so many angry comments now. <laughs> Definitely, because <laughs> calling, I, calling I for, as well. <laughs> calling for Liam to be... He's a promotion-winning <laughs> captain. <laughs> <laughs> but he wasn't actually the captain on the... That was Huntington. Yeah, but he was captain yeah. of the club, club captain when we got promoted. So, not meant nothing to him, obviously. It didn't. Nah. No, he's a Judas, right. but he played well. How so... much of the second half of last season? That's yeah. That's that's what made us think a little bit. But I, I just don't think <laughs> anyone else could. Put... I, I just, I, 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 I yeah. Would you feel? Would you have him over Lavelle now? Not now. There you go. Because he's a little Judas. But... <laughs> no, but even if he wasn't, even if he like left on good terms. Um, I'd rather have both of them and get rid That's of Huntington. That's not the question. No, if you could get rid of, <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd rather. I think both of them are better than Huntington now. Well, why wasn't Lavelle in? Well, why was Huntington in year? Because I don't think because Huntington's done it for the full year. Okay. <laughs> well, well defended, well defended, well done. No, because I pick Feeney as well, to be fair. So Feeney's going in. Along with Huntington and Mellish, oh, obviously. Don't I also pick. Surely uh, so Feeney's not got in team of the year. Feeney's oh, in team of the God. year. Mate. And we've got to send Liam with a certificate. The promotion winning captain. <laughs> Get Liam a taxi to Shrewsbury. <laughs> <laughs> we can so, on him and hand him a certificate. We're going to move swiftly on to the midfield free. And we're going to do the midfield free, gentlemen. Um, yeah, uh, for me, it's got to be Gibson, Guy and Moxon. Uh, it was pretty nailed on last season that it was Gibson, Guy and Moxon. Um, obviously, like different uh, uh, alterations with that Gibson, maybe a McCalmont and, and little alterations, obviously. But for me, it is them three, especially this season. Gibson's been one of the better performers, so that keeps him in that uh, retention. For me, Will, what are you going with? Uh, same Gibson guy in Moxon. Uh, that was our midfield three last season, pretty much. And it's been our midfield three for a lot of this season. If Guy wasn't injured, I'm sure he'd I'm sure he'd be playing now. Gibson and you know, if Moxon was on form as well, those are the three you'd have. Yeah, Max. Yeah, same, same for me. I think it's a really strong midfield actually when they're all you know, on the day it's a really strong midfield. Um obviously not as effective in League One so far, but I do think the fact guys not playing at the minute has hurt us a bit. <laughs> Liam? Yeah, I've got exactly the same. Um, even though it was really tempting just to say McCallman, um, Charters and Robinson in that midfield, but no, Mo- Moxon Gibson <laughs> guy. Uh, it's got to be, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're all in agreement then. Uh, we'll move on to the front two, which is, you know, it's been difficult uh, and it was a real difficult one for me, so I'm sure it was difficult for everyone involved. Uh, Max, who did you go for with for your front two? So front two, I've gone Garner and Dennis. Um, Garner, I think, has been 
a really good player for us actually since he's come in. Probably relied on him a bit too much um, at times, and and obviously Dennis got all the goals last season, and um, you know we've missed that this season really because we haven't been scoring enough. Yeah, Liam, I've gone with um, Garner and Dennis as well. Yeah. On the tip of being in the team of the season, Will, you're going to tip them over the scales. I've gone for Dennis and Patrick. Oh. You, can't, you can't ignore Dennis's goals, and you know the same as Liam and Max. D- Dennis is in there. Um, it's difficult to pick. I mean, couldn't really, I couldn't really put anyone in from this year because that's really been where our issues have been, and that kind yeah. of counts against Garner. The fact that. You know, Patrick almost benefits from the fact that you left us in the summer, whereas Garner has stayed. But yeah, that brilliant um, moment at Wembley as well for Patrick. So yeah, exactly. I yeah. think that's probably playing on my mind too. Uh, it's certainly a player that, by myself, thinking about every now and again when I kind of look and see what you know what we're missing at the moment. It's like if if Simo had been willing to play him in. You know, a role more akin to what he wanted. You know, could he actually be doing it for us this season at this level? I don't think so, to be honest. No, it's, I neither. don't think he's good. It's, it's 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 gone quite badly wrong at Sutton, but I don't know if that's more to do with with them as a club. Well, we'll see if yeah, he comes back maybe. with his tail between his legs again. I don't think so. Again. <laughs> again, if he had the gall to try it again. <laughs> Could you imagine it? Uh, but yeah, I, I, I did struggle. I was going to give it to Patrick because of the romanticism of that Wembley goal. But in the end, I gave it to a bit of a favourite of mine. I gave it to Garner. Uh, so it's Dennis and Garner for me. Uh, so Dennis and Garner both go into the team of the year, which reads... Uh, Holy in goal, uh, Armour, Feeney, Huntington, Mellish and Senior across a back five with Gibson, Guy, Moxon in the midfield three, Dennis and Garner playing up front. That's the team of 2023. Uh, Max winced when we said Feeney in the back five. (laughs) (laughs) We'll carry on. We'll move on. We'll move on to the match report. It's not going to get any less wincier uh, right now because unfortunately, Carlisle United did lose uh, 2-1 this past weekend. And uh, I normally would read you the Carlisle United starting lineup for the game, but my uh, I'm having technical difficulties, and to be honest, I don't really want to dwell that much on the game itself. <laughs> anyway, uh, the big big talking points were the fact that Armstrong and Neil went straight in to the side, or Harrison went straight into the side. So it's Neil Harrison, right? Not Harrison Neil. Harrison Neil, it is. Right, it's Neil, Neil. It doesn't sound Armstrong. right, does it? It should be Neil Harrison. <laughs> Harrison Neil. <laughs> I think you said it on your YouTube video, like back to front upside down names or something. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, uh, obviously they both went straight into the starting lineup. Um, Simpson's always been the kind of manager that wants to play his strongest team. Um, every time when he first came to Carlisle United, he, he pushed players that weren't necessarily fit into the starting team because you know they they were the better players. Players like Devitt and Dennis uh, got pushed into the starting lineup rather than coaxed back in because you just needed the impact of the quality for as long as you could possibly extend it and you know it feels like that's possibly what's going on here um so saying that would you expect max for us to to stick with them too in the next game do you expect neil to keep his position in the side especially yeah i think i think definitely they both stay in armstrong is definitely going to be playing every game i think and um from what i've heard neil had a, a good 
game and um, he did say he wanted players to come in and make an you know instant impact obviously be match fit and everything so yeah I think he, he plays both of them in the next game now uh, we'll, we'll go into talking about the match and uh, you know Gabriel Breeze uh, kept his position in goal I think we've spoken about you know the possibility of him keeping that position at least up until the end of the season it looks kind of stable at the moment but obviously you know this is the month and this is the string of games where you know his career as a league one goalkeeper as a professional goalkeeper is either going to be made or or, or potentially not made um, but he's, he's done himself uh, no disservices so far uh, just unfortunately can't keep that clean sheet. He made a succession of saves. I feel, uh, there, was a, there was a triple of, of saves, uh, unfortunately, before uh, the goal did go in. And uh, when it went in, it was... Uh, you know, it was good defending from Lavelle. He managed to get in front of a cross that was coming in from deep. Very difficult to deal with. But, you know, that gap between the midfield and the back line, there was an Exeter player that just crept in there first and, and reacted first to it. Will, in, in, in yeah. those situations, you know, um, when, you, when you've got a, a fluctuating back five and a fluctuating midfield, um, you know, is, is that to blame? Is it the system in those situations? Or... Is it is it just a case of like you know he reacted first and and, and we just weren't good enough for it? Um, well, I think you kind of you you know you look at that flurry of chances and at the start and it comes from a loose ball and our defenders not reacting first to it. Um, a gay breeze got us out of trouble that time and we got a bit lucky, but then I feel like it comes up again. Both goals, there are points where the ball bobbles loose. Our players aren't aware their players are. And either that's a lack of awareness all round or it's something more to do with, like you say, players that haven't played together consistently enough. And there's maybe a bit of misunderstanding about who's supposed to be getting that, who's supposed to be picking that up. That's it. I mean, it, it, the second goal was not, it's not a carbon copy, but it's, you know, the last two seconds of it is definitely just the same thing. It's it ricochets off the post and, you know, Carlisle are just slow again to react to it, unfortunately. And it's, is it a case of Max, uh, um, is, is it a case of potentially uh, just getting that experience back into the back line to boss them around? And, you know, do we need Huntington just to, just to be ready next week? And is that going to, is that going to improve this back five? Do you think? Yeah, I think that is something he he brings for sure. Like the organization, like even when you're watching the games, he's always shouting and pointing at at the defense. And um, yeah, I think there's a lot of things you could point out for those goals. You know, players tracking back. Gibson's been mentioned like by the fans. He doesn't, you know, a lot of people saying he's not putting enough effort in defensively, and um, it's it's a shame really because I think defensively. Sort of earlier in the season, we weren't too bad. We were only losing sort of one nil and stuff. But now it's, yeah, maybe since Hunts has has been left out the side for injury, um, maybe there has been that lack of organisation and and stuff. Yeah, I think we do need him back. Yeah, I think, I think it's similar to like just you know that lack of experience at the moment isn't helped by the players we have who do have experience of playing at this level not being available. 
<laughs> That's also true. It's also true. Uh, but Carlisle United did manage to claw a goal back, though, fortunately. And it was uh, Danny Butterworth, who, uh, Liam, he came up in your match reactions last week. He was singled out for a bit of praise after coming off the bench. And, you know, he's added to that improvement. And we spoke earlier about him staying in the squad. The starting lineup featured Armstrong and Maguire up front, and we spoke about the importance of rotation. It looks like we're going to rotate around Armstrong, but uh, how do you do it with Butterworth? Do you know? Do you put him in a front two next to Armstrong, or do, do you know? Do you look at the formation and try and change things up? I think he just looks like a more energetic, more efficient um, Sean Maguire to me. So that that seems like the perfect like for like change if you're going to have that kind of big man, little man kind of strike partnership with someone with a bit of quality and then your target man. Um, that seems to be the way to go, in my opinion, especially because I think there's just no room for Butterworth in the midfield like trio. So I think if you're going to put him in there, it has to be over Maguire, who's just been really underperforming recently. Yeah, hopefully that'll be the shot on the arm that Maguire needs. And uh, hopefully that 2-1 defeat is the shot on the arm that Carly United needed to uh, pick things up when they come home and face Oxford uh, United. But we'll talk about that just a little bit later on. First, we're going to hear some match reaction uh, from Max. And uh, yeah, and Liam, I'm not sure if you've got any comments as well, potentially gonna, for the actual game. But yeah, we'll hand over to the uh, social media whiz kids, Max and Liam, for this one. Max, do you want to go first? Uh, yeah, I'll go first. So I've got um, a comment from Nathan here saying, um, not enough desire from the lads today, um, especially in front of the fans who travelled so much. It's very disappointing to see. Yeah, I think that's, those feelings are kind of echoed by everyone who went down there, I'm guessing. Um I definitely would be thinking the same if I, you know, spent fourteen hours all in all driving or whatever. Um, next one is from Luke, which says, "Not creating enough chances. Um, didn't wake up until the eight until the seventieth minute." So yeah, when I was listening to it on the radio, it definitely seemed like, you know, most of the game was happening in our half, up until the sort of seventieth minute when we went two 0 down. Um, last one is from um, Sean, which says, um, "Not showing any desire." Um, sorry, it's just gone off. Um, <laughs> not not showing any desire. Um, players don't want it enough. Um, Maguire needs to be dropped immediately. So Maguire's getting a lot of stick at the yeah. minute from. Because all the comments I've seen anyway. Yeah. I mean, Maguire was the one picked to start the game, I guess, so there's a bit more focus on him too. <clears throat> he's a, pretty, he's a bit, pretty big name as well, Sean Maguire. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, he reminds me a bit of Zach Clough, you know, like that big name player that's yeah. coming in and kind of thinks they're a bit too good and then just yeah. crap. <laughs> yeah, I think like everyone was waiting to see who would start alongside Luke Armstrong. So I mean I certainly, you know, had Liam round and commented to him as soon as he got to mine, you know, Maguire's being picked to start. So you know we all kind of wanted to see how that went and don't think I don't think Maguire did much to further his cause to continue in that role. Sorry, Liam, Any more wanna... interactions from you, Liam? Yeah. Okay. Um, 
yeah, I've got a few. I'm just trying to think which ones I can read out because there's nothing <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, Michael Weston says, drop that Maguire and Charters and play Edmondson for F's sake. Um, now, Michael <laughs> wants to drop two players and play one. So Michael's wanting us to play with 10 men. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a dynamite. <laughs> Chris Welch says... Um, Neil and Armstrong were the only positives today, but I've said it for weeks. Simon needs good transfer window and he needs results to improve, especially in February. If they don't, that's all I'm saying. Um, and user bunch <laughs> of numbers says something sadly wrong on the training ground. Simpson needs to take responsibility. Does he realize telling everybody that the opposition are better than us week in, week out breeds failure? Um, yeah, interesting there. And and a lot of people are blaming Simpson in, on YouTube at the minute. Um, do, you, do, do any of you think that there is a slight bit of blame to throw his way? I mean, I think whenever we lose, you know, whenever we lose games, there's always things that he could have done differently. Um, whether, you know, that also means that we should replace him is another question. But, yeah, I mean, you can always kind of, like, Attribute some responsibility to him. Yeah, I think there's a case for saying that he is to blame, but that we still shouldn't change him. Like him being at fault for a few bad results doesn't necessarily mean we should sack him. And I think yeah. the, you know when we yeah. talk to the Piatex, which is a, an amazing they, line to be able moment, to say, when, when, they're when confident in him still. In, when you brought in as many players as they've brought in, and you and you've gotten two lads making debuts, and you've got injuries, and you're swapping and you're changing things, you're gonna get some things wrong. You're not gonna get everything right, and like you're more prone to these kind of like selection mistakes potentially. But they're only selection mistakes in retrospect. You know, what I mean, if the ball bounces the other way, and you know comes off that yeah. post against Armstrong like much earlier on in in the game, and he scores on his debut, he might be up for scoring like a hat trick after that. He might get like a shot in the arm and go. You know, you just don't know. Um, so... And the only reason he keeps having to make these big selection decisions is because players aren't making the decision for him by just simply playing well, putting in a performance where you can't <laughs> change him yet. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think Steve Evans has had many selection headaches at all this season. If he did, maybe he'd crumble, but we don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, the key the players have let him down basically, like. The two keepers who were meant to be, you know, good at this level, obviously they've both made loads of mistakes and now Gabe Breeze has, has had to fill in. Um, that's not Simo's fault. They just haven't performed. I suppose um, the argument to that is, though, they're both players Simpson's brought in. I suppose Greg Abbott, but under, under Simpson's reign, those are both players yeah. that he's brought in. I mean, Holly was last season, though. Um, Holy was yeah. brought in to play for us in League Two, which he did very well. And you know, I think he's, I think he gets a bit too much stick. Like I don't think he's having as bad a season as people have made out that he's had. But um, yeah, but he was, you know, he was brought in for League Two, so I don't think you can hold that against Simpson. No. Yeah. Like financially, we we obviously weren't at League One level anywhere near it so that, I think that's why we saw loads of players from last season getting re-signed um, which I think was kind of a mistake because you know it seemed to me like we were signing League 2 players for League 1 Yeah and I think as well there's, you know, there's some of these players that we've signed who and you include Moxon in that team I feel haven't stepped up 
they could still step up if they're good enough and they have better players around them. Uh, this was another thing I was saying to Skelly the other day, and I think he misunderstood me and thought I was saying that they should be able to, you know, put in their best, whether there's good players around them or not. But I think it's more kind of when you're having to track back more and, you know, attacking players can't spend as long of the time attacking if we don't see the best of them. Um, players that don't have the experience at this level, like, you know, Moxon really, you know, hasn't got a lot of experience at all, you know, actually playing league football. He's done very well last season, but maybe he needs more experience heads around him and it'll do better this season. Um, is that all the match reaction, lads? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. Spots on. Um, so we'll move on. We'll do our predictions for Cali United's next game, which is at home this weekend against Oxford United. Um, you know, it was a difficult game against Exeter. Uh, hopefully we can move past that and there will be the new players a little bit more settled in and things are going to go better. Max, uh, what's your prediction for the game against Oxford? I think we're going to lose 3-1. But, um... Oh, jeez. <laughs> I just can't look past. Like I've been optimistic all season, but Oxford are a quality team, like in in this league. And um, I think Luke Armstrong will score, though. And you know, we might. I think it'll be sort of one-one until sort of the eighty-third minute or something, and then we'll kind of just switch off, and two goals will go in. But hopefully, it doesn't happen. But I just can't see us winning. Nightmare, nightmare. Will? Um, I'm going to go a cheeky 1-0 win to us because yeah. I can't predict us to lose. And, you know, we're up against it a bit in terms of form, but we've got to turn it around. We've, you know, we've got players in who are fairly new, might have more by then. Luke Armstrong can open his account and hopefully will improve. Well, that's it. You know, stranger things happen. Cheltenham beat Portsmouth uh, on the weekend as well, I believe. So, yeah. you know, there's big results, big shock upsets that can happen up and down the league. So, for me, Carlisle are going to win it 2-1 uh, in the end. Uh, Max quite rightfully said it's going to be 1-1 for a while. A while but, uh, yeah, I think we're going to get like a last-minute winner or something like that and hold out for the win. Liam? Um, I think it'll be, we'll get absolutely battered, but somehow not concede and it'll be 0-0. <laughs> I'd take that. I'd take it in a heartbeat, but <laughs> <laughs> that'll do, that'll do. And uh, lads, before we wrap things up, it's time to play everybody's Guess in the player. Guess in the player. Guess in the player. Guess in the player. Let's go for it, boy. Guess in the player. Guess in the player. Get in the player. The favourite time of all of our weeks. The time where somebody becomes a clue guide and gets to take us on a journey through a game of guessing the player. This week it's a top of the table clash between Liam and Max. Liam, you are the home team this week, unfortunately, for Max. And uh, Max, you are sitting on top of the league, I do believe. By t- was it now four points or something daft? I think I'm not sure, but I think there's a bit of a gap. You're the one supposed to be keeping track, Liam. No, no, I've <laughs> you have the actual score. <laughs> you can do this every week. You're like, no. who's on top? 
No, no, I have no idea. I know how many points I have, and you guys need to keep a tally of how many points Is you it have. One? And that... <laughs> no, I have two, actually. All right, sorry. Two points. I beat someone last week. Can't remember who it was. But no, Max, you're going... You're... I'm pretty sure you're about four points clear at the top. I'm pretty sure you've got four. Pretty sure... No, no, you got nine, and, and Liam's got five. I think I was on eight at one point, so I don't know. I've gone down to five. Points production. You got to keep track of your own points. You know, look after your own stuff. Yeah, I, I must have got a points deduction for questioning the uh, the decision that time. Yeah, that yeah. was it. That's what happened. And then Will Will's on like four or something, so he's really close to you. <laughs> no, I think I'm on about seven. I don't think I've got as many as nine. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, we'll have to listen to one back when I actually had a clue what was going on. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We will. We'll figure it out. But anyway, this is the leg- legitimate game. This is the league game of guessing the player. Max, you're top of the league. Uh, will, you're going question guide, clue mm-hmm. guide, and, and uh, you know, Liam, you're the home team. So you've got home team advantage, and you're going to try and catch up on top of the league. How are you feeling going into this game and guessing the player? Yeah, well, they might be top of the league, but can he do it on a corn old rainy Tuesday night in Maryport? Let's just let's just see. <laughs> see if he can do that. That's right, Max. Can you pull it off in a cold rainy Tuesday night in Maryport? Well, I'll certainly hope so. We'll Wouldn't see. Be the first time, wink, wink. Sorry, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> can help myself. Anyway, uh, Will, it's time for you to jump in and save me and become the clue guide for the game of guessing the player. Take it away, buddy. Hi. Um... Hello. Hi. <laughs> uh, signed on the 24th of March 2016 on loan from Reading with Carlisle hoping to reinvigorate a faltering playoff push. Heath Curl said of him, he has plenty we can work with. He likes to support the strikers and he's comfortable on the ball. I've put a couple of quotes in this. <laughs> nice. Okay. 2016. Yeah. Um, sort of. Can you repeat it? Did you say on loan? On loan, yeah. From Reading. Okay. Um, is it... Oh, I haven't a clue. Um, <laughs> behind the striker, I actually have no idea. It was... No, he was... Um, I'm not good with 2016. I'm going to have to say something daft. I know it's not, but is it um, Jamie Devitt? No. Max, you um, went. You made an interesting noise when when I repeated the question. So, have you? It's a tough it out? one. I'm, I'm not too bad with 2016, but uh, I can't remember anyone from Reading on loan. Was it? Um, I don't think this is right. But it was a John O'Sullivan. It was not. Okay. So moving on, he started in the next 10 games for Carlisle, scoring twice as Curl's side tried to make the playoffs, but he fell short in the end. Before the final game of the season, he was recalled by his parent club in order to sit on the bench for them. Curl said, I think it's a testament to what he's been doing with us that he's been recalled to potentially get involved in the last game of the season with his parent club. He shows the value of young players coming out and getting real experience of competitive football. And Skelly's nodding, so he's, I think he's typing to me he's right now. <laughs> I'm just hoping he accidentally sends it to me. I don't know. It might, <laughs> not be, it might not be the right one. Yeah, it might not be the right one. I'm not sure I'm if just that's trying the to first name. 
Yeah. Oh no, you're wrong. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> you're well wrong. There was someone else that thought it was as well, but he's like, it. he's like extremely wrong. Don't worry okay. about okay, it. Okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to think. 2016. It'll have been. That's you never know when... how to pitch these questions because at one point I was thinking. Do I put in that it was from Reading, or will I just give it away for? Because I don't know what didn't. you know. Yeah, I don't know I what wasn't, you know. I wasn't really watching football <laughs> yeah, no. in 2016, so I'm just trying to think of names that because I'm thinking 2016. But sometimes Liam's too good with the stuff like what club they were on loan from and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. 2016. So that'll have been. You've already said Keith Curl. Keith Curl, yeah. Did you um, say both did, quotes did, from so Keith we, Curl? So we didn't get into the playoffs that season, you said? Uh, no, that's right, yeah. Um, because I failed, tried to make the Failed play, to reach the play. Oh, yeah. Fell okay. short in the end, and he was recalled to Reading before the final game of the season. So and... me watching the DVD of the Exeter loss probably doesn't help. Um. Okay, right. I still, I still don't know. I'm just going to try and hope it's somebody that we then signed later down the yeah. line and yeah. I'm going to say Stefan Skugel that is incorrect Max you've been thinking about your answer oh, oh. I know it's oh, um... oh, I was going to say right I'm going to go with Sam Cosgrove oh it's good but it's not right oh <laughs> I'm just typing something. We could do with him now, to be honest. From Cosgrove. What have you got? Uh, Okay, so it's just for one point now, if you can get it at the final clue. Although he played for us, he's perhaps more remembered by Carlisle fans for a goal he scored against us in the final minutes of a big game. Okay, right, okay. Oh, um, I know. I think I know who it is. Crap. Okay, nice. Um, <laughs> fantastic news. I'm going to hope that it's somebody after. Um, after, he le- after he left Carlisle, so I can maybe remember it a bit better. Um, scored against us in a big game, so I'm trying to think, because Max already got it, I know he has, so I'm going to try and think, who did we lose to under Sheridan in 2018 when we didn't get the playoffs? Um... Ooh, who was it? who was it that was it um what was he called? He was it, I think he's at Hull now. Is it Regan Slater? It was not Regan Slater. Ooh. No, um, oh. Max, have you actually got it? I think I've got it. Is it? I'm guessing the big game was the playoff semi final against Exeter, and it was Jack Stacey. It was Jack Stacey, and oh, I thought Liam would give himself it. Well, well, watching that playoff game against Exeter isn't going to yeah. help. And I'm like, you really think, mate? You really think? <laughs> <laughs> it is, of course. Yeah, the following season after he was on loan with us, he went on loan to Exeter. And I wouldn't have got it in a million years. To very be fair. famous so, goal. Yeah, well done. Um, to make it, was it? Six five on aggregate or something. Yeah, one in the it was end. like three two in the game. I yeah. was watching in the BR. John O'Sullivan what? scored a couple in that tie, yeah. so he was definitely involved. You were thinking of the right sort of era. Yeah, that was quality. It was absolute screamer as well that he scored against us. Yeah, yeah, it's like proper Roy of the Rovers stuff. Just yeah, just a shame was. that it was against us and by a player yeah. that once <laughs> played for us. 
And, you know, he's, he's, he's gone on to bigger things. He's at Norwich now. So he has developed as a player uh, to the championship level. Who is it? Jack Stacey. Jack's, oh yeah, of he's course. the one who scored that yeah. goal for Exeter. I know, uh, yeah, I know him. I know him from Norwich. Yeah, <laughs> was he at Bournemouth for a while as well? Um, I don't know. No, he he, he was he's been the replacement. Oh, now Liam knows all about him. Yeah, I do. He, he, he was. Um, <laughs> he, he knows all about him, there, but not for when he plays Max Aaron's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Couldn't, and we couldn't remember with three, three clues if you remember. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what, three clues and then one other clue that he gave himself yeah. and still didn't get. <laughs> Max, it's a harder, it's a harder <laughs> point, mate. Congratulations. I'm sure these points will start making sense again at some point when I can be asked to go back and figure out what's happened. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll get our rows, we'll get our ducks in a row. But for now, gentlemen, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure, as it always is. Uh, you know, it's a laugh every single week and uh, we managed to make it happen no matter what. So I always appreciate your time. I always appreciate the listeners for giving us their time and letting us chat their heads off. And, uh, you know, there's nothing really else left to do apart from saying bye for now. Bye for now. In a bit. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com hold up 